Cashflow Diary Podcast, Episode 37. Congratulations, you showed up. Give yourself a high five in celebration of your success. Welcome to the Cashflow Diary, where new and experienced investors come to take confident action towards their goals. Your host is a family man, a real estate entrepreneur, investor, coach, and instructor. As a master facilitator of Robert Kiyosaki's Cashflow 101 game, He's inspired many to begin their journey into creating cash flow for themselves and their family. And now, here he is to offer you the tools required to earn the income desired. Your cash flow coach, Jay Massey. Hello and welcome. Uh, I applaud you for joining us, even though you knew we were going to be talking about legal strategies. Uh, and what's amazing is that we have a very versatile individual. If you listened uh, to the episode when we were talking about taxes, you already know who it is and you know how much fun you had listening to that, that tax strategies. But here's what I'm going to ask you. Did you take any action with all of the information and all of the tips that were shared with you? Did you? Did you not even hear it? If you didn't hear it, go go back and listen to that episode. All right. And as a way just to remind you, if you if this is the first time you've listened to us, make sure you go and download uh, your free e-course at learninvestingnow.com. Because many of you ask, how can you do real estate? How can you be a wholesaler? How can you get stuff done? What does it take to make it happen? And there's a course sitting right there for you, just like the podcast was sitting right there for you for a whole bunch of ways to save tens of thousands of dollars in taxes. Um, and it didn't cost you anything but some time. And that way you can go out there and take some action. So today uh, we have with us yet again, uh, Mr. Mark Kohler. He is a best-selling author, national speaker, and many of you, you probably have heard his radio show on Blog Talk Radio. It comes out on Tuesdays. Definitely tune into that. Uh, real estate investor, partner in the law firm, Kyler Kohler, Ostemiller & Sorensen, also a CPA. As I've said before, he speaks multiple languages, tax and uh, as well as legal. And he's got two books. Uh, one, What Your CPA Isn't Telling You, and then Lawyers Are Liars. Now, Today, we're going to have the legal conversation, right? Uh, and sometimes you're like, man, do I really want to call a lawyer? I say the answer is yes, uh, but you may not know how to communicate with them. You may not know what to ask. You may not, you, you don't even know what entity to use. You, you're just looking for some guidance and direction. And the last thing you, you, you're thinking is, you know, I've got to spend six, seven, eight thousand dollars just to get started. I know our guest has a lot to say about that very topic, so do me a favor and listen to Mr. Mark Kohler. Mark, you there? Yes, I am, and thank you so much for that warm welcome, Jay. I truly appreciate it. We're glad to have you back. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, this topic about legal planning and scams to avoid and, and what works and what doesn't, I, I've written a best-selling book on this topic. I put my money where my mouth is. I I really feel like a consumer advocate almost every day and most of my time spent in this this practice area because so many people get ripped off with just terrible asset protection planning and uh, it's sad it's sad and so uh, I'm grateful to be here on the show with you today yeah we're we're saving America one legal plan at a time uh, that's what we're going to yeah. be doing today uh, because 
I know you you hear things on the radio and I get the question because I spend a lot of time, like especially some of my new coaching students, they'll ask things like, okay, do I need an LLC? Do I need an S corporation? And it's like the first thing they want to do. It's like, you know, they just woke up today and they say, okay, I'm going to be a real estate investor. Better go get an LLC right now because that's what I heard I'm supposed to do. And then I've got to do all my transactions in a trust. Can you help shed some light on some of these things, please? Oh, you bet. And and what I if if it's acceptable with you, what I may propose is that we maybe go through some of the scams or the the wives' tales when it comes to uh, as asset protection, and then we can turn the tables around and talk about some of the cutting edge strategies of what actually does work. Absolutely. Uh, if that works for you. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I I love it. Okay. Well, the first thing that I would say in the in the area of asset protection, and I I, I almost get physically upset talking about this because I'm, I'm so passionate about this point is for all of you listeners out there, please, please do not take asset protection. This is rule number one. Do not take asset protection advice from some call center or sales group that's, that provides entity setups that is not a law firm. I cannot express to you enough how much bad information is out there and how the people are oversold, the structure that they, they really don't need, and the exorbitant prices that are, that are pushed on people out with fear tactics. It, every week, Jay, I deal with someone that got sold a multi-entity structure for thousands of dollars that's either useless or way much more, far, far more than someone needed. And it's, it, it's, it's a travesty, it's sad, and I'm sick and tired of it. Folks, buck up and hire a law firm that does asset protection and quit trying to cut corners with a call center or a coaching system or some internet service like LegalZoom <laughs> until you are, have a completely dialed-in system. Folks, go, going out and playing lawyer by yourself in this area is a nightmare. We have a, Jay, we have a full-time employee that provides a service called FixMyLegalZoomEntity.com. That's it. Because so many people think they can do it on their own after listening to a webinar and going click, click, click. It, it's, it, it drives me insane. So I'll leave it at that. I, as you can, like I said, I get pretty excited about that. And it's just really upsetting. You know, I'm sensing that you don't care about this at all, Mark. I mean, you, you have absolutely no emotion behind that whatsoever. I, <laughs> I love it. Because when you're starting out, you don't know what you don't know. And the first person that comes to you that sounds like they might know says, okay, makes sense to me. And all Mark is saying is you, you, you may want to get at least one other opinion uh, because oftentimes what happens is, you know, it's not like the things that are being sold don't have a purpose at all. They just probably don't fit your needs at this moment. Things done in a one size fits all typically don't work specifically in the area of legal and taxes, etc. And this is one of the best things that I enjoy about having a relationship with uh, Mark is be, is the fact of knowing that, knowing that certain things just don't make sense yet and you don't need them and use them at the right time. What are some of the other things that uh, 
that you clearly you you don't care about but happen in the marketplace mark <laughs> you bet number two uh now this is whether okay after you get through finding the right advisor number two is be careful with an overly elaborate structure a lot of times people are sold uh you can hide uh you know set up this multi-entity structure whether it involves uh, another state, which we'll come to in a moment, like Nevada or Wyoming or somewhere. Um, but but in some of those states do have some benefits, which, again, we'll talk about here in two seconds. But the, the chronic problem out there is that people set up more than they need. They've got to have an LLC for each property, or they've got to have a, a structure here in this state and another one here and a C-Corp here and an FLP there. And, and it, it just – and people are oversold on this elaborate structure when they really don't have enough assets to worry about or enough assets that justify that elaborate structure, and it gets expensive. So number two stra uh, scam to avoid in where you need to get a second opinion is this over-elaborate structure. Got it. Now, you said something about uh, have enough assets to worry about. What What is that mean i mean this is my first rental property mark what do you mean i, I don't have enough assets to worry about someone i've, well, I've well, got to do something well this is a great point i mean you've got to do something but don't do so much that it's it's over the top i i literally had a phone call uh five days ago um it was the middle of last week um with a new client that they had gone to this you know, incorporation-type service company that was selling themselves as the asset protection guru of Nevada, watch out, and they got sold an FLP, a C corporation, an LLC, and an irrevocable trust. They spent close to $8,000 on this structure. And I said to him, wow, oh my gosh, well, that's exciting. You must be worth 5 or $10 million. You probably have 10 or 20 rental properties. No, we just bought our first rental. And I was like, wow. why did you set all this up? Because they told us we had to. And tears were shed. It was a very emotional meeting as we walked through why they would need those entities and how it was obvious that in their situation they didn't. So are, do those structures work? Absolutely. When you've got five, ten rentals or a half a million or a million dollars worth of net worth and you've got multiple businesses or properties in multiple states, hey, I'm with you. Man, I can set up stuff in the Caribbean. I can do all sorts of cool stuff for you. But I'm not because I want you to call me a year from now and say, Mark, thank you for not overselling me. And that's what I'm worried about. So uh, analyze what your assets are before you go out and get too much set up. Uh, I agree 100%. Now, especially, I mean, remember, you're, if you're, especially if you're just starting, you, there's, it's not just the cost of setting this stuff up. It's the cost of maintaining it. And you you may say, well, that's just filing a few forms. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, it costs mental and emotional time to maintain these things as well. It doesn't just maintain itself. Trust me. Uh, and then you've got to deal with all of those forms uh, as it happens every year. And keeping them in compliance is can become a full time job, depending on how many you know entities, et cetera, that you start to set up. So what else what else is out there, Mark, that you see that's plaguing that plaguing America, if you will, uh, when it okay, comes to this number three. Yeah, and we'll move for just a couple more of these and then we'll move to what actually is working. But number three is watch out, folks, for the Nevada Delaware, Wyoming, whatever sales pitch that you've got to set up your entity in one of these states before you actually set it up in the state where you are doing business. It's, it's an additional cost. 
And nine times out of ten, it's un- I'll say eight times out of ten, it's not necessary. Um, you're going to have to register your entity in the state where you're doing business anyway, and it's an extra cost. It could be an extra tax return, and it's unnecessary for the brand new, again, basic investor. It's overkill. Now, for some of you out there that have multiple rental properties, some that are paid for, you've got um, properties in multiple states, hey, I'm the first one to say we might want an extra layer of protection there, some sort of consolidated holding entity to hold all your other LLCs or properties. I'm right there with you. But again, you're the exception, not the rule. Most of us out there just getting started with real estate do not need these over-elaborate, expensive structures. And setting up in Nevada, great. Nevada's got great laws if you're doing business there. If you're not doing business there, you've got to turn around and register the entity in the state where you do actually own rental property, a.k.a. Tennessee or Georgia or somewhere, and then you're still paying fees in Nevada when it doesn't give any extra protection whatsoever when you're doing business in that state. So be careful, folks. It's, it's just overkill. So that, that's my just biggest admonition on that point. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. I can tell you, you, you don't care about this at all. This is good. Uh, anything else out there that you, that you see on a semi-consistent basis that, you know, yep. someone might have run into? You bet. And this may be a shocker for you, Jay, but this is the number one scam or problem. Okay. And it's ourselves. It's uh-huh. ourselves. We oftentimes are our own worst enemy. We don't think it's going to happen to us. I'm not going to get in a lawsuit, or I'm not going to get ripped off. I can do this entire transaction with an email. I'm going to send money to someone even though the contract hasn't shown up yet because I trust this person. They're in my church. They're in my neighborhood. They're family. <laughs> One of the worst. Yeah. And, and we think it's not going to happen to us. That's literally a chapter in my book is that we can oftentimes be our own worst enemy. Folks, please get your documents and uh, I'm mean, sorry, your transactions in writing and documented and signed before money changes hands. Get a second opinion. Get a third party to look at these documents. Do your due diligence on your partners. Do your due diligence on the properties and the businesses you're going to be buying into. It's not worth throwing away all of your assets because you trust someone. When the number one fraud out there, and I've had experts come on my radio show to talk about, is what's called affinity fraud. Someone that knows you and preys on that relationship to get you to put your guard down. Folks, I don't care if it's your brother or your sister. You say, "Uh, I really want my attorney to look at this first. Make me the bad guy and get your stuff documented. I'll tell you, you could have the best deal in the world, and a bad contract will make it a bad deal. Oh. A bad contract will always ruin your deals. Be careful, folks. Yeah, I, yeah, I have hundreds of thousands of reasons why what he just said is very, very true. Uh, so <laughs> make sure that, yes, you, you double and triple check. In fact, there's an entire person now in the organization. That's that's like her job. That's what she does. She makes sure that every T is crossed, every I is dotted, every possible contingency and and consideration inside of the contract is is handled because it you you just don't know i mean i've had many of you know but if you don't i've, I've had buildings burn down you're like oh my god what i i didn't know i've had uh, um investors pass away people who have given me money that 
you got to be prepared for stuff like that. I've had uh, embezzlement. I've had all kinds of things that you've had to that you get the privilege of dealing with because now you're you've crossed that line over into from you're no longer an employee. You're the small business owner, the big business owner, and you've got to have different rules and different protections because if you're not looking out for your best interest, you better hire someone <laughs> who is. And oftentimes that person comes in the form of an attorney. All right. I want to get you back to the interview, uh, but I got a couple of things that I got to go over that I'm very, very excited about. You probably have noticed if you've been following uh, the show for a little while that I haven't mentioned the website learninvestingnow.com. Long story short, been doing some retooling, rethinking and listening to you guys. One of the questions I get most often is, Jay, how do I find the money? How do I raise capital? How did you do this? All that other stuff. Long story short, go to learninvestingnow.com. We're going to be doing a special uh, mastermind group on raising private capital. It starts with downloading the ebook. Many of you have asked me those questions individually, and it's getting to be to the point to where there's too many of you, and there's only one of me. So I've got to group you all together, and I created an ebook to begin answering the questions. We're also going to do uh, three special coaching calls where, the, and I'll be live, so they'll be right there for you. Now, yes, the coaching calls will be recorded. Um, and you're, I'm going to answer your questions as it relates to the ebook. So you need to download the ebook because that's the textbook, if you will, for the class. And then eventually some of you will want, uh, some more one-on-one -on -one attention. And that's exactly what we're going to do. And I'm going to do my best to help each one of you, each person inside the mastermind group, learn how, uh, the systems that I use to consistently raise capital. And the goal is to help you raise your first $100,000. Uh, every, every attendee, every person that is that brave, that is willing to follow me through and do what I'm asking, that's my goal for you. Many of you have been asking. Uh, this is our response. Go over to learninvestingnow.com. Make sure that you download the ebook uh, so that you aren't starting from zero uh, when we start the coaching calls. And you're not going to know about the coaching calls unless you've, well, <laughs> you got to have listened this far in the podcast and actually downloaded uh, the ebook in order to get the emails. So hopefully uh, that's you. Uh, if that interests you in any way, shape or form and you're looking for how you can learn to go out there and get some more real estate done, or if you've ever said, well, I would do real estate if I had the money. Well, it's time to show you. So let's make sure that we can get that done. Also, Last week's question. No, I haven't forgotten. For those of you that have called in, thank you. 800-689-1764. 800-689-1764. You can always call in your answer uh, for last week's question. Last week's question was, what specific tax benefit doesn't pass through when using a limited partnership? That was, oh, sorry, what, that doesn't pass through, yeah, when li li using a limited partnership. Anyway, um, it was all related to the taxes and everything else in that way. Because another question that I get a lot uh, is which entity structure to use, which is why we're doing this particular episode. But that question uh, is a very, very tax question. The answer is a limited uh, is uh, depreciation. That is the specific tax benefit. That was the answer that we were looking for uh, because it does stay with the entity. Can talk to your tax professional. They'll understand or be able to explain it to you, hopefully in English as to more of why that is so. This week's question, as you can probably guess, has to do with using your legal counsel appropriately. So here's the question. When, okay, so I'm looking for a specific period of time, when is legal 
counsel the least expensive? When is legal counsel the least expensive? That's what I want to know. Uh, again, these questions are designed to help you become a better investor, whether you've been an investor for a while or you're learning to begin uh, what that looks like. Uh, one of the things that happens all the time is that people come to me and say, okay, Jay, when do I need to use an attorney? And one of the things that I want to do is I want you to think about that question and answer it so that we can talk about that in the not too distant future. Anyway, want to get you back to the episode, but just in case you are that one person that wants to go out there and make an attempt to win the book, the upcoming book, Cashflow Creation System, in which I go through my entire business model. If you want to win it for free, feel free to send in your answer at 800-689-1764 or cashflowquestion at cashflowdiary.com. It's probably, it's true in, in so many ways that an ounce of prevention is worth the pound of cure, especially when dealing with uh, uh, with legal matters. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And this is a great lead-in to talking about what actually works. Now, I know you could take um, every one of the last scams we talked about and just flip it and look at what you should be doing as a result of what you shouldn't. But let's be proactive here. And, I, and Jay, you hit the nail on the head. With a little bit of planning can save you so much down the road. And this is number one in what really works in asset protection is setting up a tailored plan for yourself. And it could just simply involve a one-hour consult once or twice a year with your, with your legal advisor. I, I, I do consultations with clients that are worth millions of dollars where just twice a year we sit down for an hour and say, what entities do you have in place? Where are your assets? What are you doing to save taxes? Is it coming together? How does your estate plan look? Is the entire thing uh, working together and is tailored to your situation. Sometimes you need something a little more involved. Sometimes you need something very simple. But make sure it's tailored to you and you're using a real lawyer. And I, and I get on the phone with clients that I've been working with for 10 years and I've never met them face to face. That's okay. You can, use cl- you can use advisors across the country that are experts in what they do best to help you. In this day and age of FedEx, fax, email, Skype, and phone, and internet, I mean, it's just amazing. So shop around. Uh, certainly you can consider office for a second opinion or, or your primary source, but, but get a tailored plan to you because that, that couple hours a year can save you hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars down the, year, uh, down the road in years to come with, with heartache and problems. It's, you, it's just unbelievable. You know, what's, what's funny is that you often talk about, you know, how it can save the, the, the funds and the money and all of that stuff that happens. But I think that the greatest benefit that I've ever had from working with you guys is just peace of mind. I just don't even worry. I don't, it doesn't even occur to me that I, I should be concerned about someone slipping and falling or someone, a lawsuit here, a lawsuit there. It's not something I even, I just don't even worry about it because I know that either A, we've addressed it already, or B, uh, it will become a non-issue because we've planned and prepared for it in some way because I, I just, you know, what whatever you guys said to do is, is probably the best thing to do because you, you know everything of, of about what we're doing over here. And it's just, I think your biggest benefit, to be honest, isn't the money saved. It's just the peace of mind that you guys bring, at least for me. 
Yeah, no, I thank you. Now, I appreciate that. Now, let's, let's hit some specifics here. Some of you sure. are thinking maybe this is a little too flowery in general. Yes. Let's hit some specifics. Choosing the right entity. I'm just going to give you folks a little bit of a summary of your different entities to choose from and where they would be used. Number one, let's talk about the first entity that was ever created, and that was the C Corporation. Before that was the sole proprietor, which is still alive and well, and some of you may use a sole proprietorship to get started but that's going to provide you no asset protection or tax planning options. So the first entity out there was the C Corporation. Folks, C Corporations are built for companies that are going public. They have thousands of shareholders. Yes, there are some unique but very restrictive tax strategies that might work to a C Corporation, but they are very rarely going to help the small business owner. If you're just making a few dollars and you want to do a C-Corp for some very unique reason, then fine. Consider the C-Corp. But they're oversold. Be cautious. Be careful. In my, my book, What Your CPA Isn't Telling You, I have an entire appendix where I cross-compare the C-Corp with the S-Corp and, and the dangers of a C-Corporation for a small business owner. Next came onto the, the playing field were the S-Corporation. The S-Corporation is fantastic for an operational entity. If you're doing short-term real estate, fix and flips, rehabs, the S-Corp is going to save you taxes and give you phenomenal asset protection. And you're going to set up the S-Corporation in the state where you're doing business or where you live. That's where you're going to pay taxes and you need the, the real asset protection. The LLC came into play later on, 1972, and Wyoming being the first state. The LLC, or Limited Liability Company, not Limited Liability Corporation, is phenomenal for basic asset protection or in a partnership. They do not save taxes. So I use LLCs for that client with the first rental property. Let's set up an LLC and start putting some rentals in there. You might put two or three rentals in one LLC. You don't need a new LLC for every rental. In some states, LLCs can be much more expensive than in other states, so you have to look. What are my operational costs? An LLC can be a great fit to get started. It's an issue of quality, not quantity. You can have multiple rentals in one LLC, but when you've got a property that's high value and lots of transactions and multiple rentals, uh, multiple renters, maybe a multi-unit project, it could certainly deserve its own LLC. Yep. Then we get into the yeah. And sorry, Jay, is this okay? Just to go through a few more. Oh no, no, that's fine. I was I'm agreeing with you because I well, first of all, I'm grateful that. You can put multiple properties in one LLC because my life would be horrible. Yeah, but I, yeah. yeah, that's all. I'm, I'm just agreeing. But yeah, it's all good. Oh, I love it. I love it. Now the LLC, like I said, could be used for partnerships. So if Jay calls me up and says, "Hey, Mark, I want to open a car wash together," I'm going to ultimately need to funnel that money through an S corporation, or I'll pay too much in self-employment tax. So my S corp would partner with his S corp in an LLC. So the LLC gives us vicarious liability from uh, protection from vicarious liability from one another, but I funnel the money through an S-Corp. So there's a tax strategy combined with an asset protection strategy. Then we get into what's called the alphabet soup of LPs and LLPs and LLLPs. Limited partnerships, I probably should correct myself, have been around for hundreds of years. They were first established in Europe in the shipping industry. The limited partnerships are fantastic for asset protection. They're perfect for um, uh, bank accounts, uh, investment accounts, uh, uh, farms, ranches, second homes, cabins, but they're not great for rentals because the tax benefits flowing through a limited partnership are restricted by the IRS. So I don't use typically limited partnerships for 
uh, rental properties. Now, in a limited partnership, your S-Corp has to be a general partner. You have to have a shell serve as a general partner because they're the one liable. Now, LLPs, limited liability partnerships, are perfect for professional partnerships where you see doctors and dentists and engineers and lawyers together, very isolated to professionals. You might hear about LLLPs, limited liability liability companies. Um, those are uh, those are phen- phenomenal. Did I say that? Limited liability, limited companies. Uh, they're they're, they're uh, wonderful. Um, they, they're unique. They're only in about 15 states, and they're for uh, – they, you don't have to have a general partner that's a shell. Now, I'm a little more cautious and apprehensive about that. I still recommend a general partner shell, but they're out there as another iso- uh, unique strategy for protecting assets. Uh, but these are your entities. We'll come to trust in a minute as one of our other topics. But these, these entities can be very, very powerful. Uh, they typically are going to require their own tax return. They can be wonderful for uh, audit protection because they're going to be less audited than a sole proprietorship. And you just have to choose the right entity for you and not, again, get too elaborate buying one of everything. Just because you buy one, everything is not, more is not better when it comes to asset protection. Uh, so be very, very careful with that. Absolutely. Sorry, now, Dave, mouthful. Mouthful. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. I well, and but that's the thing that creates the the overwhelm is wondering which one to start with, and and I think something that's also important to address is when does it make sense to even begin starting that S corporation conversation? You know, because there's there's a certain point where it's like, eh. And, but and, and then there's a point that, oh, you should have did that, you know, four years ago, you know, and determining when that is individually is can be a challenge. You know, how do you know when you need any one of those things? Well, and this goes back to getting a tailored consultation with a lawyer or a tax lawyer that understands the tax aspects of it. And once a year, get a second opinion if you get told something weird. And And so we've been through that. Um, you, you just got to just schedule something and, and our office would be, would love to meet with you no matter what state you're in. Um, now let me mention the trust topic. Yes. Uh, and I know we're, our time is limited, so I'll, I'll, I'll talk ahead. quickly here, Jay, but, but trust provide a very unique, uh, strategy, uh, and another option for a good asset protection. Now folks, first let's take the revocable living trust off the table. Uh, everybody should have a quality estate plan with a will and powers of attorney for health care and finances and pull the plug if I'm hit by a bus and I'm a vegetable and all that. Those are, those are going to be uh, coordinated with a, a foundational revocable living trust. They're incredible. They help avoid probate. They're going to pass on your wealth to your family in a proper manner. And if you're single, uh, even more important because we don't know where your assets are going to go. So get a plan. But when it comes to asset protection... Revocable living trusts do not give you asset protection. They're there to avoid probate and do your estate planning. Where we're going to use uh, trusts for asset protection are your irrevocable trusts. Uh, There's beneficiary defective trusts. There's domestic asset protection trusts. Charitable remainder trusts. There are a whole list of these irrevocable type trusts out there. You're going to typically spend $1,000 to $2,000 minimum to get a more elaborate trust strategy implemented. They may require a tax return. They may not. They uh, uh, may require a gift tax return to gift your assets into it. They're going to require a little additional planning. But again, for some of you out there on the call, and you've got millions of dollars and potential assets that could get sucked into a terrible lawsuit, 
getting a consultation as to what type of trust might fit you and your structure best is very important. And I love that topic. Again, I have a little sections in my book uh, in Lawyers of Liars about which, which uh, trust works best in what situation. But do a little research, bring the topic up with your advisor, and if they say they're not an expert in that area, get a consult from an expert that is. Absolutely. We've talked about LLCs. We've talked about in, uh, we've talked about you know trusts. But where does insurance? How does insurance play a role in side of protecting ourselves? Um, insurance is so so important. If, if folks, if you hear of someone saying, "Oh, you don't need insurance," um, uh, just buy more entities. Or if someone says you set up entities and avoid insurance, you're getting bad advice on either extreme. Um, a, a good uh, umbrella policy. Uh, for maybe a million dollars just to start, could be as cheap as a couple hundred bucks a year. Uh, talk about umbrella insurance uh, inside um, your your overall structure with your insurance agent. Uh, your insurance is a really important part of an overall well-organized plan. And this is why I say don't set up too many entities and don't buy too much insurance. Find a balance between the two. <laughs> yeah. Again, you probably heard me say this earlier, but there's no one size fits all. And one of the greatest things that you can do for yourself is to have that consultation, that ounce of prevention versus a pound of cure type of thing really, really applies here. Now, um, Mark, there's something that I, I find very, very interesting with real estate investors that uh, specifically that I, I've got to have addressed in some way, shape or form. They're always asking, they always ask me, they always ask each other, can you just give me your contract so that I can just use that instead of having to go to an attorney? I gotta know how you feel and what you would say about that. Well, um, when you say a contract, you know, what type of contract? Um, some contracts, uh, we do have templates for that that are very simple that folks might wanna use to uh, get uh, get going. Um, I, I think that's fine to some degree, uh, but y you need to at least have a third party and typically someone with legal experience review that um, structure, uh, that document. So if you want to start with a basic template and bring it to a law firm like ours and say, hey, will you guys review this and see what problems are? Well, that's going to save you more money than asking us to create it from scratch. I totally agree. So there are instances where we'll say, someone will call up and say, can you give me a template to get started with and then I'll have you review it at the end of the day or something like that? Certainly that could work. So it's not the end of the world to, to start with a template yourself. That's exactly what I was going for is that most of the time though, someone, uh, at least when they come and when I talk to them, they are, they're always going, uh, I got a, they got a blank sheet of paper and they got, I need someone to write me up a contract. <laughs> I'm like, you don't want to go that route. You want to take something to them to, to make it easier. So what are some of the other ways that, you know, we as small business owners or investors can make your job easier? What could we do? Well, um, I think what helps me the most is just having, um, uh, as, a, as your planner or advisor, is asking our clients to take some degree of personal responsibility and initiative. Um, 
read a blog article once in a while. Initiate the <laughs> phone call. <laughs> you know, folks, you know, it's some people call up and say, hey, Mark, teach me everything you know in one hour. Well, I can't do that. Yeah, that's hard, and it costs you more per minute than it's worth. Sign up for some of my webinars. Watch some of my videos online. Come to a workshop once in a while. Read a blog article. And, and folks, you're, gonna, you're the captain of your ship. I'm just your first mate. You know, I've got to take your orders at the end of the day. Now, I'm here to advise you and give you feedback and suggestions, but you've got to know enough to direct your own operation. And so this is something you just can't farm out again to a website or think you can do it on your own. And, and so take some personal accountability. That would probably be my biggest advice there. I agree 100%. So what are some of the things that uh, – what, what can I do right now to, to as I end in listening to this particular episode – what, what, how can I get in contact with you? What is it that we, you would be able to offer so that I can take this conversation um, from my iPod, <laughs> possibly over to my iPad as I read the <laughs> documents and, uh, and make sure that I can take more steps forward closer to being that entrepreneur and, and real estate entrepreneur business owner uh, that you make possible? Oh, you bet. Well, thank you, Jay, for asking. Well, uh, for all of you listening, if you're you're listening to this podcast, there's a there's an email from Jay probably that has my, a link to my website. Most efficiently, just look at that email there uh, from Jay below and uh, click on it. Head straight to my website. We've got a tax and legal uh, library. Uh, I call it CFO in a box, where I, I update videos on a regular basis. Um, I've been doing it for three years, and once you buy into the little video series, it's a few hundred bucks. So affordable, rather than paying me per hour to train you on this information. So there's hours and hours of content in this little tax and legal video series uh, library uh, that could be very, very helpful. I have a QuickBooks series to do learn your bookkeeping to do that better. Uh, we've got a monthly webinar for just 20 bucks a month, a webinar where I hit a different topic every month and answer live questions on my computer screen. That can be very, very helpful. And uh, just sign up for my newsletter at the very least and, and check out my radio show and blog every week. And I'm not going anywhere, folks. I want to give quality advice where I, I'm, I'm leaving a lasting legacy for my clients for many years to come, not just sell you something you don't need and run out the door. That's not our plan. <laughs> no, that is not your plan, which I totally appreciate. Uh, again, for those of you listening for, you know, you know, the first time, 101st time, it doesn't really matter. What does matter is that you take some action. We, we've got some specific directions, some specific steps that you can go out there and take right now, today, regardless of where you live, to move your plans, your desires forward at least one step. Because depending on when you're listening to this, like you probably made a New Year's resolution, right? And typically what's popular is I'm going to lose weight. Now, clearly Mark's not here to help us with that. But the other one that's very popular is I want to earn more money. Well, great. One of those things that you must do to be able to not just earn, but also protect what it is that you're earning is understand and increase your knowledge as it relates to legal and taxes, etc. And now you've got a whole bunch of information that's easily accessible to you uh, all the time so that you can begin that particular process because it's going to be a fun journey. That's for sure. 
And you just need to make sure that you do it in the safest manner possible. And one of the things that Mark is here to do for all of us and that he's done for years is to make sure that the entrepreneur's journey is as safe and as fun as humanly possible, even if you have to talk about legal and taxes on the way. So Mark, with that being said, is there any lasting comment that you would like to leave for that new person, that new entrepreneur, or that, that person who's, maybe that person who just got out of a lawsuit or is afraid of a lawsuit or is going, man, I, I don't wanna uh, take on more responsibility. Uh, how, how can I take that step? Or how, what is it that you would say to that person who's, who's possibly feeling some of those emotions as well? Well, just don't give up. Don't get frustrated. Continue to learn. Um, and uh, I think listening to podcasts like yours, Jay, helps so much because knowledge is power and it removes fear and uh, confusion. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's exciting. When you're building your wealth, you want to have an asset protection plan so that you're not going to lose everything you're, you're working to build. It's just not worth it. So um, uh, don't give up. Keep, keep learning and it'll all come together. Excellent. Well, we definitely appreciate your time today. Glad that you're here. Keep being America's voice out there because we need you. Uh, even And we say thank you. Even if you don't hear thank you enough, I say thank you. Uh, because, well, again, as I've said before, without you, there is no me uh, for sure. Uh, because I, I wouldn't have understood what I needed to understand to be able to own apartment buildings and, and now commercial buildings. I told you we got a commercial building, right? Well, we have a commercial building, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so we've got all those things going on, and you, you gave us the foundation that we were able to use to continue to use uh, to keep growing, and it's been an exciting ride, and I definitely appreciate your time today. Well, thank you, Jay. Thanks for having me. Good luck, everyone out there. Okay. Talk to you later, Mark. Bye-bye. Thank you for investing your time with Jay Massey and the Cash Flow Diary. When you have a moment, please visit iTunes and leave a positive comment about the show. And go now to our website, CashflowDiary.com, to take advantage of our free business building course, Cash Flow Foundation. Gain the knowledge, understanding, and skill that will teach you how to never need a job again. Until next time. Until next time. Until next time.